0: Wow! All right, I think that brings us to episode thirty-two. Between sets, uh, on brand with uh, uh, John Newton, original "Amazing Grace." Yeah. You might know it. <laughs>
1: it's also episode thirty-one, but you almost had it. Did I say thirty-two? Welcome Whoops. back, everybody, with, to between sets. The sweet, sultry—what? What would you call that? Because I was—I'm a bear town. You're what? Like, what is Jacob a brado? You think? How does that all work? Do you know? Uh,
0: I think I'm a trampoline. Is that <laughs> right. Is, yeah. is that one of the words? Yeah, I think so. Uh a triumphant? Is that one? That's just, gotta be one. I'm just throwing stuff out now.
1: We're here with Jacob
0: Sanders. <laughs> Jake's getting nervous. We're here with Jacob Sanders. I said Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> I know a lot of Sanders. Episode 32, we're, here, <laughs> we're here with Jacoby Sanders. Jacoby. <laughs> Jacoby, welcome back. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, you he's were, been on before.
1: Yeah. Episode Oh man. Episode not now.
2: Seventeen? No. Many closer. ago, and I thought it was going to be sixty nine before I was back, but I made it like halfway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well, I guess you are you're gonna have to buy us another dinner. Yeah. <sighs> Jake's
1: also bad at math because that's not halfway to sixty nine. But well, I know the square root. It's eight something,
2: right?
0: Oh. oh cause I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> you two
1: stop right now. <laughs> that's a Drake lyric. Yeah, we know. Oh, okay. No, Jake, <laughs> no, Jake, he's caught up now. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Welcome back. He was trying ready? to work it out. Oh, yeah. oh. Well, Jake, I hope you're better at um, explaining nutrition and calories that you are with math because that was terrible. I don't think I am. Okay.
0: Yeah, we got a themed episode coming at you today. We're going to talk all things calories.
2: And the what not to do. <laughs> when especially, it comes to counting. It's, yes, when it comes to counting, especially for the coaches out there.
0: Yeah, I think mostly, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but mostly Jake's going to... kind of defend his thesis unofficially, unofficial thesis that counting calories is, you would say if I'm wrong here, counting calories is not the wisest choice for the vast majority of people. Absolutely. And therefore, from a coach's uh, application standpoint, most coaches should probably not be recommending that first. Definitely not,
2: especially with, you know, gen pop clients ever. I mean, it would make sense for some physique athletes or high-level athletes peaking for a competition.
1: Other than that, probably shouldn't see it a whole lot. Do you mean, like, just altogether? Because I I found it helpful to get people to count calories for two weeks or, you know, up to a month type thing. Um, because I think it gives them a good grasp of where they probably are in their actual calories. Because I think a lot of people over-report, uh, sorry, under-report underreport. The amount of calories that they are actually taking in, so I think it's a good plan. I I can't wait to hear your like rebuttal to that. Yeah, I'm sure it's well thought out because
0: you ain't a dummy. Well, here let me rebut it for you. Rebut. It's a good one. Rebut. Rebum. Rebooty. Is it rebum? Rebum. This must be a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> it must be. Yeah. This has been a long drive. <laughs> um. You, you would not be arguing that people shouldn't count calories for two weeks. That's not what you're saying. You would say that as a sustainable mode of weight loss, it's not. Right? That's Correct. two different things. <clears throat> Correct. And Counting I for two weeks could be part of that. Potentially, and I still don't see the
2: point or the efficacy behind it at all, because why does that number matter? How specifically did they track it? I mean, the room for error is large, and the arbitrary number that they would be striving for is also quite large okay yeah so
0: let's say again then uh, so if you were gonna say I was gonna count uh, and I have done this before so say I was gonna get a client to uh, like what Ty said get them to count for two weeks and my um, my reasoning behind it was so that they could start to see where the calories are coming from in the foods So essentially it's a form of education in some way, and they can learn something about, like, whoa, I had no idea baked potato had that many calories. Oh, that's all from the butter? Wow. Stuff like that. Um, If you want to teach them about
2: numbers. You think there's a better way? Yeah, if you want to teach them about numbers and calories, there's not a better way. But why are we trying to teach them about numbers and calories rather than actual food and what they're feeling? right Right. so what's the goal do we want to have them know how many calories are in how much food or do we want them to know how much they should be having based on their own body's cues
0: so let's make let's even uh, clarify your thesis further then Uh, you're not saying counting calories is a um, it's not it's it's an either or thing is how you're arguing it right now used in conjunction with could be a potential reasonable intervention because you could count calories while also focusing on uh, building habits and uh, relationships with food, right? You could. Right. It would also be a lot of extra
2: work and a lot of time for someone new to it. And again, the room for error is usually quite large. Right. And how specific are they gonna get? So this new client comes in, they're in their first week, you want to educate them on numbers and calories in things so they may not be thinking about how if they're hungry, how full they are as they're eating, and you're just seeing what they're doing now and they're having to go get a you know $20 food scale or one from their local drug dealer and then weighing mm. out food to be bang on to see. and then like what's the purpose, right? So I guess that's what we're gonna chat about today. Habit building, where it would come from, uh, you know, how you can actually just ruin a client's progress very quickly um and okay. just a healthy relationship with food and what that what that will
0: look like for most people. Okay. So you would argue that that the um, that should take precedence clearly over counting calories. Um but you're saying it should also not only take precedence over counting calories in conjunction with but just either or like it should be one or the other. I think the counting calories because there is some overlap there, no? Like there is, there's a room for, like, an intervention that would that would focus on both. But you would, you're arguing that counting calories has no place for uh, either a new trainee or slash Gen Pop trainee. Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I would see no purpose behind it, <clears throat> seeing as you know the
2: the many coaches who get fantastic results, myself included, and have never had a client track a calorie, and uh, also Asking if they would want to, and it's never in someone's top ideas of what they should do for themselves. Right. No one's coming in and you're like, well, what do you feel is is the main thing we should focus on? And yeah. No one's first, second, third option has ever been, like, I want to track calories. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess to be fair, or not to be fair, to be clear to the listener as well, uh, Tyler and I, that uh, we... Going forward in this too, we probably agree with you on ninety-five or ninety-nine percent of this. So we'll probably probably play devil's advocate on that other one five percent and more. Yeah. Um, and maybe discover that five percent. Yeah, right like I have. Yeah, well, and I haven't even because uh, just talking about my own coaching practices with nutrition, I I haven't got anyone to count calories in two years. Yep. Year and a half, or two years. And yeah, just hasn't needed, haven't needed to, achieved everything else. Other ways. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be
1: good to get to get you to like kind of outline your whole point, Jake, and then if we can not find holes in it or whatever, but like maybe the you know one to five percent that were like, oh, I can. But can you see why maybe counting some sort of way of counting calories? So like just being, you know, my point would be like just being wary of what's in the food, like understanding where the bulk of their calories are coming from, and you can see why you can like make a tiny tweak or you know substitute um instead of five scoops of peanut butter have two scoops of peanut butter and some fruit or something sure something like yeah that. but kind of bring us through bring us through what you mean because I'm I'm super curious as to hear like what how would you approach someone if I came into you and was like listen Jake I'm trying to lose weight kind of run with that okay so yeah other than like the specifics of how much
2: and and why and really getting some good motivational mm-hmm. interviewing behind that so the person, you know, you get that specific goal first. Yeah. And then it's asking, like, most people know what to do with, with most nutrition, right? They know what's gonna benefit them and what's not going to, what's gonna send them in the other direction. Yeah. And it's a matter of adherence to what they already know for the most part or not. And so it's like, if you come in and that's your goal, it's okay, what do you think is the biggest barrier to it? And, and if someone were to say, you know, it's because I'm not tracking calories and I really want to, I would roll with that. Yeah. It's just not something that if they're ever asking uh, what to do, I would I would never recommend it to anyone. Again, unless they're like a lead athlete peaking for some kind of competition and then probably like, you know, being a, a male, like someone already under 8% body fat or a female, someone probably already under 17% and again, peaking for a specific event that may be necessary but how many people do we, you know, train and look at that are that are in that?
0: Field? Yeah, I mean, you know? I guess then that's uh, that's an important area to clarify too. Is that this there wouldn't be any like this? This would have very little application to anyone who actually. Only trains like exclusively trains athletes here. So if you're looking to get <laughs> get
2: ready for a physique competition here, just turn this podcast off. Yeah, because yeah. maybe you need to track calories.
0: Yeah, and go weigh that banana.
1: Potentially, yes. Yeah. But or do more cardio. Just 45 <laughs> more minutes today, <a> son. <laughs> yeah, burn 300 more calories. Don't worry about that half a banana that you're gonna weigh. Maybe. Yeah. Seriously. So there's so many more
2: habits to look at first before counting calories it's it's so complex and it takes you out of tune with what your body's already trying to tell you with which most people are already not aware of at all like how to just listen to your own cues that you already have we're just blasting past those not aware of what to think of there's no awareness behind uh how they're feeling
0: what are some of the first um the first things that you uh would I guess I, m- if you need more context, just context, just let me know. Mm-hmm. But what would be some of the th- some of the uh, first points of intervention for someone who wanted to lose weight, as far as like these habit building strategies?
2: Yeah. So, <clears throat> the two things that I've always told clients, the only two things they would ever truly need to lose weight, if there were two things, was eat slowly and stop when they're about 80 percent full or when they're satisfied right so when you're eating slowly you can realize okay is this food actually tasting good am i truly hungry right now because i mean most junk food when you eat it slowly really doesn't taste good like you feel the texture in your mouth like think of a big mac or something and it's like it's really not good you just go to your way of convenience and buy it quick and demolish it on your way to somewhere
1: there goes our mcdonald's sponsorship (laughs) (laughs) thanks jake (laughs) sorry guys
2: um but when you're when you're eating slowly you can recognize like all right how full am i and you can recognize that second habit of okay i'm i'm satisfied now i don't need any more food and you know you should be able to feel like you can go for a walk or play with the kids after uh and not be like unbuttoning your pants and you're stuffed because if you just give like oh stop when you're 80% full, and that person's just blasting through their meal, not eating slowly, they'll never recognize it. Right? It's gonna take at least 20 minutes for satiety hormones to kick in, and it's
1: already gonna be too late for that. Yeah. So but those would be the two things. It's funny listening to like how you're explaining this. It kind of it kind of gets me thinking about like Tim and I's stance on stretching, for example we don't think it's the worst thing you could do. We just think there's a million things you should do first. So is that kind of what you mean about like, sure, it can be effective in some sort of way in this kind of nuanced way, but there's 50 things you'd rather someone do first that you think is going to be more, you know, an official, simple, kind of whatever word you want to put there to make it a little bit more ease. Well, actually I would,
0: sorry, just to jump in, I would argue that that's, or just agree with you that that's like a, that's a good analogy even from the perspective of uh counting calories being uh, uh you're arguing not a, uh the wisest move for most folks in the gen pop demographic right i've had people respond to me uh, about my stances on stretching and be like well what about goalies in the nhl yeah that makes perfect sense Is they need to stretch <laughs> that's you know what i mean it's just like that's that's i don't train them yeah they should be stretching and if i did train them i would probably get them to stretch or they would be stretching on their own right right but i'm not so i don't know so, so maybe there's some similarities there
2: so it's whatever the person <clears throat> needs right <clears throat> so yeah the goal yeah.
0: the goal the goal requires that yeah. they so need the, to the be goalie, in that position
2: the yeah, goal needs to be in a certain position they need to have Uh, The mobility to get there and the stability to also be safe there and get out of it Mm -hmm. And the client at no point needs to track calories to lose weight They need to be in tune with their own bodies, especially for if you're ever looking to get out of counting calories It's like all right, now you have a let's say you count calories now. You have a rough idea of how much you should have Mm -hmm. Okay, so now they're just gonna try and remember what that maybe looked like, what's the frame of reference. We haven't coached them anything as far as you know, how they can use their hand to track what a portion would look like for something. Mm-hmm. So there's, it was like, oh, there might be, you know, you guys mentioned like 50 things before you count calories. It's like, well, how many things do we wanna give people in general before they're okay and they don't need more intervention for that? Yeah. So there's gonna be far less than 50 There could only be two. And I've used that with many people. If they're looking to lose weight and that's the measured progress, we never need to count calories. Mm -hmm. So some people think that is the way to lose weight. Mm -hmm. It's like the fastest or the most effective and we create an unhealthy relationship with food. So that leads to
1: disordered eating. If you ever want me to uh, agree with your point or like see your point better talk about psychology and I'm in because I actually had my, you know, my anecdotal experience, I counted calories. It was, and, but I did it for too long, I think for myself and started to become, it was an unhealthy thing to do Mm -hmm. because I would like have to weigh stuff and like be super obsessed with like a tablespoon of barbecue sauce instead of just like, or ketchup instead of just like squirting all over my fries. Like it just didn't matter. Um, so I, I, and I kind of, I, that's where I agree again. I, I'm really not like, I'm not, living or dying by counting calories. Like totally. I'm not going to like die on that hill. I really, I, I agree with you yeah. when I think there's so many things you could do first. Yeah. Most people, most people, uh, would, would be okay. They think they need
2: it. Right. Cause it's all they've ever done or it's what worked for them. Yeah. And then especially like coaches out there, if it worked for them and it got them in good shape, they think that's what they need to coach their clients on yeah. rather than just learning about healthy relationship with food, uh, how to make people aware of their own cues. Do you think and that's
0: still like really pervasive? Like, do you have, personally have a lot of conversations with um, other coaches in the industry that do yeah. this?
2: Yeah, I see it a lot. And a lot yeah. of talk about nutrients rather than foods. So we're talking about like vitamins in foods to a new new client or like talking about proteins and carbs and fats. And it's like, okay, you can still easily overeat good things and again it's about what a portion would be so like early things for clients use this with everyone it's like a serving of protein let's say you're a female weight loss client like serving of protein is just going to be the palm of your hand thickness of your hand you're always going to have probably one or two of those with you and you don't need to bring a food scale or anything else trying to get super specific right carbs it's just a cupped hand right so you're probably having a you know, three quarters or a cup of rice, potato, starchy carbs. Veggies is going to be your fist. There's a good uh, fisting story earlier with uh, How Tyler. You. How dare you? And then for oh. fats, it's a thumb. So almonds or something. You know. Uh, and then for guys, it's usually double that. And again, depends on the goal. Weight loss, weight gain. It would change depending on the results. Based, you're going to change those those measures, right? Yeah. So if you've got someone using a palm for protein, a cup for their, uh, carb and their fist for their veggie, thumb for fat, and they're not losing weight. Then it's like, all right, what am I going to take out of that? But if we're just like, yeah, carbohydrates and, uh, you don't want to have too many of them. It's like, what is that? How much is too many? There's not an easy measurable other than, okay, now you're going to put rice in a bowl on a food scale and then figure out like what, 40 grams of carbs per meal? And why 40? We're just setting up these arbitrary numbers based on like, you know, Harrison Benedict or something. Hey, here's a calculation that's, you know, maybe 10 or 20% uh, off, but we're just gonna guess at the start and hit these numbers. And then it's, okay, I'm short on fat at the end of the day. So I'm just gonna have, like, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna have a little spoonful of uh, butter. That's fat. Right, and yeah. I had heard of a coach at uh, at a CrossFit gym in Orangeville. Actually, the client. so the client names that's not a big town, sir. <laughs> the the client the, uh, the CrossFit gym. <laughs> yeah. you no, know, there's two. There is two. two. There's two. Right. Okay. So the client uh, was telling time. me this that they they were asking the coach. So I was I was behind on fat at the end of the day. What should I have? And the coach said, "Well, you could just have like a spoon of margarine." So with any with any understanding of fat triglycerides at all like hey at least choose butter right but no he told this woman just have like a spoon of margarine and then that's what she believed for months until she got to a real I mean coach.
0: even the recommendation alone like what your point is the recommendation alone just the fact that that has to be fats is ridiculous yeah it's that's, just like what well, we broke your, up that's your point there right yeah, so was, the fact that like okay I have it says my my fitness pal tells me that I have 100 calories left of fat or whatever mm-hmm. it is it's like what, should, what fat source should I look for? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be fat.
2: <laughs> right. So then you just look at the calorie number. But now it's yeah. like, all right, what quality of food am I having here? So if I'm just trying to hit numbers, I can have anything, right? Yeah. And then... That was amazing. Nailed it. Wow. He just Tide. dropped a can of buble Tide's and it right. landed right side up.
1: <laughs> Not without getting some on myself first, but... That's besides the point. <laughs> that was incredible.
0: Okay, I have a question, though. Yeah. Um... Using your hand, right, as the different sizing portions for food, mm-hmm. and or the different macronutrients. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, you have to educate the client on macros. I was
1: just about to make reference to this. Yeah.
0: Right. So, if they get eggs, how are they? How are they measuring eggs? In what way? Is it protein know? or fat? Is it protein or fat, and how much of it? Like, how does that? How does it get? It gets squirrely there, right?
2: Yep. Yeah. So then is it really gonna matter so so much if you're using that so you can say probably like not, egg, but eggs how, do you, have,
0: how do you how do you go about that
2: yeah yep. so it's like eggs have protein and fat in them yeah you would see that you know on the uh, carton of eggs if you wanted yeah and then it's like all right so the eggs you're looking at your hand it's probably gonna be two or three eggs yeah and it's covering your protein and, and fat right
0: so you just look so at right. like, there's okay, your I'm protein
2: covered. and fat that's your palm of your hand for your protein yeah. thumb for the fat
0: great. And then so something with that or have you ever have you ever had a situation where a client has um uh like orthorexic kind of tendencies around that method where they're like oh I'm how do I count my eggs how do I uh, throwing oil, how do I measure these oils I do well, I don't know uh
2: yeah and then it's like it it's okay you don't even have right. to worry about it so yeah. much yeah um, because again, it's not the, the what or how much you're having truly, it's how you're going to feel, right? right. So it doesn't matter if you're having more than the palm of your hand of protein. If you're yeah. eating slowly, stopping when you're satisfied, you're probably gonna have less of something else anyways.
0: Right. And it's, it's self-regulating. Sort of, yeah.
2: So it's not about these portions that I'm saying with the hand. That's the easy yeah. example. Yeah, so you right. always have probably at least one with you, right? But the main thing is how your body feels, and and how you're going to create a real sustainable habit, right? Yeah. So like, um, you're talking about psychology and and getting all uh, uh, torqued by it. So what? part, of, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> hey, part of, man, you're on another level. Like part of part of the why with the brain, you've got the amygdala, and that's going to be your fear center. Okay. You've got your insula, that's the awareness center, and that's a lot of what we're gonna need to focus on with clients if they're gonna be successful. Um, no matter what method you're using, they're gonna need to be aware, even if they're counting calories. Uh, so awareness of themselves, others, pain, sensitive emotions, that's where that's coming from. And then there's the anterior cingulate, and that's the oh crap sensor. <laughs> so- that's a
1: scientific term, the and, oh crap sensor. Yeah, and,
2: and also of, of sensing pain. So all of those activate um, the habit center, which is the basal ganglia. And to create a habit, you need to have awareness behind what you're doing and notice and name things. So, okay, I have this awareness that right now it seems to be dinner time. I'm not really hungry, but I should probably eat because it's five or 6 p.m. So you just have something anyways, and you're not even hungry. So then we're sticking to certain meal times and we're not hungry, so we're just kind of force-feeding ourselves because it's a certain time of the day and it seems right. Or
0: Dinner's a social construct, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that's the why and behind the brain of actually creating a habit. So when we're talking about counting calories or using a different method, the counting calories, you're getting an arbitrary number behind the total amount of calories and the... Uh, macronutrients and there's nothing about the awareness other than the numbers, which what do they even mean? Where did they come from, mm-hmm. right? So there's there's easier ways and healthier ways to create habits. So it can be a lot more fun and a lot more basic for clients as well. Uh, I created a little list that's worked for myself, and many of my clients, uh, and the first thing with new people is start with what's already working. Start with what's good. So rather than yeah. coming in and it's like, here's what you're missing and you know this food is bad. It's like that shouldn't be in the vocab at all. It's start with what's actually going well already. So like maybe they're having three meals a day and it's at McDonald's. It's like, wow, so you're actually taking the time out of your day to make sure you get Nutrients throughout the day. It's pretty remarkable because some people are just so busy that they're having one or two meals a day, right? And and they're having low energy levels between those meals because it's you know fasting even, right? And then letting them choose the direction. Nice. So it's empowering, right? Instead of hey, so you know here's this uh, here's this method. It's one of the ones in my book. It's you know Harris Benedict, and here's how many calories you should probably have in the day and you know we broke it up into these macronutrient boxes so you can plug it in on this app. And then as long as you're hitting those numbers, you're probably gonna be successful. And they're like, okay, like you're the boss, I guess. <laughs> and and you have no idea if that number, like if they're way too full or if that's not satisfying them enough, yeah. we're just giving them these things. So it's just give them, give them the direction. So what do you think needs to happen? And usually they'll have an idea, right? So it's like, oh, I, well, I, you know, I snack a lot. I have a lot of chocolate. Like, oh, Sounds nice. How do you, how's that working for you? Well, you know, I've, I've put on some pounds that I want to get rid of because I'm snacking all the time. Okay, great. So like, how would you change that and have them come up with the solution? Because we always believe what we tell ourselves. We're going to try and prove that right, right. So if you're just given something, there's, there's maybe a 60% chance you follow that one thing or let's say you're trying to create a new habit, you might be, if you focus on one thing, 80% likely to do it, right? If you're going to two habits, you're probably at about 35%, and if you're at three different things you're trying to focus on, you're, you're likely at zero. So when the person's just coming in the gym and you're trying to get them to come in, you know, three times a week, specific workouts, and start counting calories, whatever else, stretching on their own time, it's very unlikely that they do all of it. So, setting the right kind of goal, as well. So, if they're just like, um, you know, I I just want to get thinner. Um, you know, I see it in magazines. You know, the girl the girls are slim. <laughs>
0: Tyler Patterson got a Motor Strength Health Club. He's so cute. I want to look like
2: him. Yeah, you know, that's the truth. And you can. You just that, that start, was start my counting, counting No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so set the right kind of goal and then break it down. So it's like, all right, I want to lose weight. Okay. How much and what needs to happen for that? So again, it might be the less snacking. Choose one small piece of the goal. So if they choose that it's less snacking, make it even a little easier than that. So if they're like, yeah, I should cut out chocolate. It's like, well, how many times a day do you have chocolate? Uh, Probably two or three, maybe four throughout the day. Like I'm having, I'm having ham.
0: That's living, son.
2: Right? A lot of people are just snacking, you know, it's at the office, it's within reach. So they're just having some chocolate covered almonds. It's no big deal. Right? Almonds are healthy, whatever it is, right? <laughs> it's dark. If it's,
0: it's, only if they're activated. <laughs> <laughs> it's dark chocolate,
1: it's got your antioxidants in it compared to milk chocolate apparently. Yeah. It's great for you.
2: <laughs> so make sure that they're completely ready for the change rather than, again, just giving them something. So here's an amount of calories, put it in your app, just follow it, It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a blast. You'll see success. Make sure they're ready for change in general it's so like, hey, are you are you willing to put work into this? That's and a big one. Right? And the, and yeah, That's it's a huge like, one. like just assuming
0: that because they're gonna write you a check that they're ready, right? And it's like, nah.
2: And I'll, and it's gonna change a lot as well during the process, right? At some times, people are gonna care more about uh, family and spending time with other people and not mm-hmm. making the time for themselves. In which case, like, all right, I'm gonna support that, and that's okay. Let me know when you're ready to get back on track with your goals. Yeah. So it's it's on them. It's accountable themselves instead of just, here, do this thing for me. Yeah. So make sure they're ready, willing, and also able to. Yeah. So whatever that looks like. So if you're trying to get them to uh, eat slowly, they might be ready and willing to, but it's like, well, what is what is slow? Like, all right, just you know, maybe put your fork or spoon down in between bites or talk to your family as you eat instead of just watching TV or just be social during the meal. You know, right now, if you can track that your meal takes 10 minutes, make it take 15, right? Set up an accountability program. This is for any habit, right? Set up an accountability program. So it might be with you. So it's just a, did you eat slowly? You know, meal one, yes or no? Check the box, meal two, meal three, four or five, however many they're having in the day. And it's just a simple yes or no, very easy, doesn't take a lot of skill. It just takes a little bit of awareness during the meal, like, yeah, that, that was slow or it was not. And then just yes or no, easy stuff. Results based decisions. So it's not outcome based. Oh, you uh, you didn't lose weight. So obviously this isn't working. If they tracked that habit and that's what you gave them, that's good. Yeah. And it might not be the right thing right now, but it's like, okay, the important thing is you're following these behaviors we're talking about together. So you were ready, willing, able, you followed the habit, that's amazing. Now we're gonna move on to the next one that might make a bigger difference. But it's not conditional love to the client of, you know, they they gain a pound that week. And you're just like, oh man, like what happened? What did you have? Maybe I snacked too much or something. And you're like, just not going to cut it or this isn't what you talked about like all right just clean slate okay did it work at all when did it work well for you so you ate slowly monday tuesday and later in the week it got crazy and then like what happened oh i meal prepped on sunday and then i didn't make time to do it again on tuesday or wednesday and so i was just like eating fast fast food didn't think about it okay so now we just plan ahead on meal prep for example right and again, to celebrate behaviors, successes, not the outcomes, because then they're thinking, oh, my my coach is only going to be happy when I do well. And what kind of relationship
1: is that? I had a client that, I about small victories, I love it. A client that had, sh- they used to have like sugar and cream in their coffee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. And I was like, that sounds delicious, right? and then like yeah I really want to cut down on it and I was like the amount of coffees or the, what you put in and they're like what I put in It was like cool I was like this is what I do and I just said like I use almond milk and sweeteners and I was like yeah it's it tastes, it tastes cool it like pretty much tastes the same and then we just left it at that they came in a couple like a week later being like I've cut down to I've cut my coffee consumption in half and then I also cut what I put in in half and I was like that's huge yeah. I was like this is awesome and they just kind of came to the conclusion yourself themselves so it's kind of a Exactly agreeing with what you said. Like you're celebrating their small victories. They wanted to do that. They are going to make it a habit now because they decided, rather than like someone having to tell you to like do that, right? Everyone and I completely agree. I wish you came in and had some dumb stuff to say, and me and Tim could just roast to you, the uh, and disagree. The but still, we have, well, I still agree sad. with like everything. And, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, of course we would agree. The the what you said about the outcome oriented, results
2: based. Uh,
0: instead than. of process oriented or whatever it was. So the, pro-
2: process and behavior rather than outcome.
0: Rather than outcome, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so the uh, I had a conversation with someone in the last couple weeks anyway, so somewhat recently where they were attending a very well known weight loss company mm-hmm. that rhymes with schmachmachers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were up on their way in, Yep. and the chairman or whoever, however it works with the meetings there, said, oh, what happened? What'd mm-hmm. you do wrong? Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. All the time. And uh, I remember being like, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. For several reasons. Yeah. For the ones that you already uh, laid out. You but also, what control. I didn't like about it was I was like, I was like wait, so... You, you're weighing in once a week, and if that's up or down, they're making – all the stakes are on this one weigh in a week. Right. Whether you're up or down. Yep. That's wild. Yep, and that's you know. why a lot of
2: the time it doesn't work for those people.
0: Yeah. As well. I, and this is what I told them. I said, I said, uh, oh, so it said you gained a pound or whatever, a pound or two. I was like, are you aware that you actually could have been lower than you you were last week? But just that scale at that point point in that time on that day at that point, like that's – you were up? You know? Yeah.
2: Was it body fat? Yeah. Were you just like a only million water things. that day? M- you could
0: go through the whole laundry list of factors that affected that, right? So, yep. yeah, unless you're going three plus times a week, like I have no idea where you're at. So right. you could have actually been down and now you're beating yourself up thinking you did something wrong. Regardless, and they actually, they, to be fair to this person, they had a very uh, healthy mindset of, uh, they didn't really verbalize that they necessarily disagreed with how that was handled, but I think they were skeptical and they handled, they're very independent anyway. Yeah. So they kind of brushed it off like yeah i know what i'm doing is on track so i didn't worry about it too much but i just remember hearing that conversation being like what are they doing over there yeah
2: yeah I, regardless like you know they're going to be following a trend from week to week so you know we'll see if they're up or down on average anyways so that yeah. that can work but the the question of like what went wrong or like what didn't you do yeah. it, you, like we have no control over outcomes of most things. We can control the behaviors a hundred percent. We have to own that. But we don't know what the Do outcome's we really, be.
0: Jake? Do we have free will?
2: Hmm. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, right. Didn't know this the can kind of This, the tru- this <laughs> is the Truman <laughs> show. <Yeah. laughs> so like you you can control whether you I mean now this gets into a lot of psychology, but you can control whether you eat slowly or not. Mm-hmm. You cannot directly control if you lose or gain weight. Right. Right? So then it's about finding the habit that's going to work for you, but not not solely one thing may work for everyone. Right. And that's yeah. the danger of having, you know, all clients count calories yeah. is it's not going to work for everyone. And it's yeah. not, it's not ever necessary. And ultimately
0: like to just change how, how it looks. It's like you, you can change the, or you can affect the behaviors that affect the weight loss. Exactly. So you're, you're bridging the gap there. Exactly. It's like, okay. Let's just, let's, Let's focus on the things we can control exactly. that are closer to us yes. than the outcome. Yes. Attaching yourself to that outcome is too far away. Yeah, focusing and, on and, and it's, it's confounded by way too many factors. Yes. So let that do whatever it does, exactly. which will, if we nail these habits and uh, uh, these routines over time, that outcome down the road indirectly yep. will probably work in your favor.
2: So let's touch on disordered eating a little bit
0: let's talk about it dude
2: so not to be you know synonymous with eating disorders right separate disordered eating so reasons for this can be grief or loss of any kind role transitioning such as with a job uh, relationship problems or interpersonal deficits so Disordered eating, 85% of people who have disordered eating have had some difficulty in intimate relationships. So that's being studied. So that's
0: always... How do they define disordered eating in that? Do you know?
2: Yeah, so so here are some examples of... Because that
0: gets kind of grey if it's not clinical, right? Yeah. Like...
2: So here are some examples of disordered, not eating disorders, but disordered eating. Mm-hmm. Right? So any restriction or control, so which includes counting calories Yeah. of what you've ate or also burned all right so if you're excessively controlling those or trying to that would be restriction and control and disordered eating right mm-hmm. routines or rules so like when to eat or quote quote good and bad foods or <laughs> rules favorite. rules of like carbs are bad yeah. if i want to lose weight i need to cut out bread
0: Obviously, Obviously, keto. keto bro
2: right uh Anxiety or avoidance. So you know, I've heard this a lot with people that are tracking calories. They don't want to go out to social settings because they're not in control of how many calories are in those meals. Right. Yeah. So like, oh, I have to stay home. I got to miss out on certain things. And I've heard this, you know, from many people in the gym that have counted calories. Ugh. And and so they're not spending time with family or friends or having the same meals. They're kind of making their own things. So they're in that much control. Uh, binging. So the sense, it's of, be
0: the, most common one.
2: the sense of urgency, like I need to have this, you know, now. Yeah. Uh, compensation or bargaining, this one happens a lot. So you have something that you feel is bad and you're like, oh, I'll burn this off tomorrow. You feel the need to compensate for that. Uh, cognitive dichotomy, you know, feeling good and bad about the meal. So you're like, oh, I enjoyed that so much, but I, I shouldn't have had the ice cream oh. at the end. You know, and so you're you're feeling good and you're satisfied, but oh, it was it was something bad, you know, a bad food. I shouldn't have had that. So then you can't even be excited about I'm not supposed enjoying. To
0: feel good from food,
2: right? And then also external locus of control, so things like counting calories uh, or winning competitions, overall outcome based things. That is all
0: disordered eating, all encompasses. Do you know? Sorry, this is kind of related, but. Separate is the when they say binging, just yeah. that act, just that uh, that act of binging is uh, a symptom of disordered eating, not necessarily an eating disorder. Right. Um, binge eating disorder is an eating disorder, right? That's a like a DSM clinical diagnosis. Uh, so I don't know what where the clinical part would fall. That's or... what I was going to ask you if you knew where that line is. No, because it's like binging just whenever like because I don't know what that is either because I'm sure I'm pretty sure I've heard that binge eating disorder Mm -hmm. the eating disorder is the most common eating disorder right and probably most people have experienced it at some point Yeah. but who knows if they would fall under like where's that where's that uh, so this would be more medical field right yeah so we yeah i didn't know if you actually knew where that was Us like
2: personal trainers whatnot would never be able to diagnose this no of course we'd have to you know refer out for sure yeah disordered eating you can recognize and and talk with clients about those things yeah and eating disorders that is not near our scope of practice so yeah i would have
0: no idea as far as i just wonder if you knew what it was yeah where that line is do not yeah so uh, how would you know when to refer out? Well,
2: arguably. For the binge. Arguably when any of these are things are happening, it may be wise to. Right. Even as far as therapy, because it's like, again, four main reasons why it's happening. Grief or loss, role transition, relationship problems, intrapersonal deficits.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's, that's a lot of stuff that, yeah, you, you might need some help with and speaking yeah. about. And and having learning to have have compassion of yourself with yeah right so whether it's therapy or you know doctor depending on what someone's doing with let's say a potential eating disorder
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know y- you can't talk about anorexia with people you know someone comes in and you su- suspect that you're not naming that to that person mm-hmm. but you might say like you have a friend that could help them out further with nutrition and then and then have that network right but that's not something where it's like hey I, th- I think you have anorexia and I think that you should uh, you know
1: start eating more <laughs> <Or> like <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's not us that's a bad idea so what I'm getting out of the shake I wanted to like try to not What's the word I'm looking for? So, like, not to try to summarize too much, but I think everyone should, if you're a clinician of some kind or a personal trainer, just shut up for five minutes. You specifically, Tim. Can't but like do it. shut up for five minutes, let that person talk. Yes. They'll pretty much tell you everything you need to know. AKA telling you all of the answers. That all you have to do is like reiterate. So it's the active listening. So. I learned that in school. You actively go, oh, cool. So what you're like, you're saying this, like how did, and then you kind of go, they kind of keep telling you about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an amazing place to start. So you can sort of try to leverage that. Like you can tell what a person is going to like or what's going to help them. What mm-hmm. are they going to need? Depending on what exactly they tell you. So I think shut up for five minutes. Yeah. Don't let them talk for two seconds. be Okay. Like, hey, what you're doing is you're eating too much ice cream. You need to be keyed up. Like, you have to, this is really hard, you're going to have to practice this. Stop thinking about your own bias. Because your own bias is going to really mess up another person's psyche. You have to figure out what their relationship with food is. Yes. What they're going to, again, stick to because weight loss is about consistency. And that's like the biggest driving factor. And you, I'll argue that till the end of time. It's yeah. Consistency it has to be a long time. Yeah. It's not going to be a day. It's not going to be a week. It's not going to be a month. It's going to be a long time. So you know, to try to, I'm just trying to like summarize your point in, in given like a practical application. Um, I think personal trainers, if we're using that specific example, um, listen to them and then try to think about how you would leverage their thoughts already. So like, yeah, maybe some people would be best suited to calorie counting. If they came in and was like, I really want to start counting calories. Can you help me? And you're like, no problem. Uh, that's a. I don't mean to, like, bring that back to ex- the example, but, like, <laughs> yeah. um or, you know, um, they're like, I really want to figure out how much I should eat or, like, what things do you think I should start with to, you know, if they're asking you a specific question. I like the hand model. That's super simple. You always have them with you. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So is that what, like...
0: That's so ableist of you yeah. to say that you always have them with you.
1: Well, Jake's had at least one, and he's not wrong, I think. Uh, usually. usually. Let's bring up the stats. But not to... You can use someone else's hand, or you. What if all your friends what? don't have
0: hands? <laughs> hey man, you'd probably okay. have an
1: idea of the size of the hand. You'd probably even if you do You don't know what makes them. me happy about the hand thing? I have eight and a half inch long hands. I love that. Wow, I can eat nice so
0: humble brag, dude. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: I ha- but like that makes me so happy because my palm is huge. I'm like, oh, I get so much protein. I have like hammer thumbs, and I get to eat so much fat. Like. That makes me happy. So you're you're a pretty tall guy, right? Broad
2: shoulders. So it it makes more sense as well just to your body structure. Yeah. Also again, you can you can change those levels based on the goal. Yeah. And results based, right? So if you're looking to lose fat, you're having those portion sizes at main meal. You're looking to lose fat and it's not working, then it's like, all right, you may take out that cupped hand of carbs and you might have two fistful of, you know, leafy veggies instead so you get the volume Without as many calories. You don't have to track anything. It's just, yeah, there it is. Okay, your plate's going to look a little bit uh, different, different colors.
0: You know what? I like, um, and I've heard this before, but haven't really uh, applied it in my own practice yet. But I want to do it now. But really starting to focus more on what's going right in a client's uh, lifestyle when they come to see me Um, because I just never thought about it from that way you know I I would maybe look at it like that down the road be like okay cool what's working now but I never even thought about actually looking at it when they come to see me because you assume like oh they come to see me they're starting from zero yeah like not really they're they're living life so there's something happening so asking them like what do you think is working is cool because I've had a lot of success with clients um, being like okay what do you think isn't working and they definitely know yeah. And then uh, focusing on that seems to work. But I like I like the idea of maybe uh, attacking that secondary to like, OK, is there something that's working? If not, we can move on. But if there is, let's let's identify it.
2: And so you use those together. Right. So it's like, oh, I you know, I don't have time to meal prep. They They're talking about things that they could do. And it's like, oh, I can't do this. Can't do this. And it's like, well, like, you're, you know, you're a really busy person, it sounds like. And they're like, oh, yeah. And you're like, so how do you, like, plan at work and all these meetings and stuff? And like, oh, I schedule it in, I just follow it. Like, yeah, it sounds like you do that extremely well. And they're like, yeah, I guess it's part of work. Like, okay, so now how can we use that skill of your organization to maybe help plan some time to, uh, you know, get some healthy food?
0: Potatoes at three, uh, <laughs> Cobb salad at seven. So a piece that of chocolate <laughs> at six
2: thirty-five,
1: and a half a bottle of wine at nine p.m. Let's party. <laughs> okay, we're set. There we go. Whatever oh, that's whatever. That's
0: my day anyway. Yeah. That's
1: what we're doing right. He's now. also an English snob,
0: I guess you are. Cobb salad, hold the bacon. I don't know why I'm talking like this.
2: So so building on, it doesn't have to be about nutrition that they're already doing very well. Yeah. Um, but you just use whatever just the they're good skills. at. Yeah, and cool. then and then they're like, oh, I am in a good sense of control. Cause a lot of time it's just like, I don't have time for nutrition. I don't know what it looks like. I have no idea how I can change. Like, all right, how are you already doing well in these other areas of life? How can we bring in one small piece of that to this new change and, and they'll know. And then they name it and then you break down the goal, make sure they're ready, willing, able. And then they're gonna, it's their idea. They're gonna wanna prove themselves, right? So it's just like when you're growing up and you know, your parents are just telling you to have more vegetables. It's like it doesn't mean anything you don't care mm-hmm. it's because your parents are telling you you're not like oh you're probably right and you're filling your plate up with veggies but if you were to just happen to come across them and feel better you'd be like oh shit this is great you might have some more so we're not going to tell anyone to do anything it's not going to work long term like right. just biologically we're built against that I'm not going to be told what to do I'm talking about mm-hmm. So you get them to come up with an idea and they will want to prove themselves as anyone does yeah Right? This is my idea. I'll show you. Motivational interviewing technique. That's right? it. Yeah. Right? And That's it cool. works. Yeah, It works all the time. Yeah. No one's like, yeah, here's my idea of what's going to work. I, I'm i totally ready. Like 10 out of 10, let's do this. Yeah. And they come back and they're like, yeah, I forgot about it. I didn't really care.
0: How do you, going off on that, what are some of your, um, or maybe one example or several of how you would troubleshoot that? So say someone comes in and they're like, Honestly, I just drink too much. Like, I drink too often anyway, you know? They're like, I don't think it's a serious problem, but I just drink too often, so I think I could just cut back my beer consumption or something, right? Or my wine or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and you would go, cool, let's run with that. You're ready to do that? You're willing and you're able? Let's rock and roll. And they're like, I can definitely do that. Mm -hmm. Cool, start with that. See you in a week, two weeks, whatever it is. And consistently, they're like, yeah, I just haven't been able to do it. Where do you go from there? What's the troubleshoot? It's like, all right, so
2: what do you think held you back? And they're like, you know what? I just, I enjoy alcohol too much. I'm okay. Like, Great. So what else do you want to try then? If that's impossible, yeah. that's not going to work right now. You know, we tried yeah. it for a week or two. You know, we didn't get that one. What so else? Just look, is... You
0: would look for another one. Yep.
2: Just yeah. the lowest hanging fruit. And it's yeah. always the things that they can recognize. Right. So, and then let's say you've tried that a few times and they haven't changed any of it. hmm it's like, all right, so are, like, are you truly ready for change then? Just in general. You might yeah. not be.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like, hey, you've made all your workouts and these habits at home. You know, we haven't we haven't been able to uh, start one up yet. Are you actually ready for change outside the gym? Because yeah. it's going to be a big component of our success, right? Yeah. And some people might not be, and there's nothing that we can do about that. Yeah. We can't like, well, you need this. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, yeah, okay, okay I'll, I'll do yeah. it then. You're, you're
0: telling me. Do you have a – do you – I have this conversation somewhat regularly with uh, people talking about willpower. Mm. Do you have that a lot? Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, it's yeah. an interesting one, right? Where they just immediately start uh, almost without being too over dramatic, they kind of just start blaming themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, oh, I just don't have enough willpower. Yeah. It's like, is that what it is? And it's but, like, you're probably like, right. right. No yeah. one does. Yeah. But you have to have a purpose, right? Yeah.
2: So that's where the motivational interviewing comes in but getting them to give their own ideas. Yeah.
0: And it, well, it's kind of circular with willpower too. That's why I want to get your uh, perspective on it because once they fail at it and they blame the fact that they don't have enough willpower, Mm -hmm. now they feel weak and then they lack the confidence to continue making any positive choices. And then they continue thinking they have bad willpower, making bad decisions, having bad willpower, making bad decisions, and it kind of just keeps going. Yeah, so
2: I mean, willpower, isn't really a part of it like it's never willpower is not on will call you can't just have that all the time yeah um or else i mean we would be physical specimens i think it's an irrelevant
0: (laughs) term to be using yeah like people shouldn't it shouldn't even be a conversation first for whatever reason willpower that term that word is like part of a normal at least in our culture like a normal conversation around food and culture and dieting yeah when it's like it has no place being a part of it i don't think it even is relevant
2: because this magical perfection that people think happens... I just need to do is, it. ...is so glorified, right? It's yeah. like, oh, I, I should just have have the willpower to do this thing. And it's like, uh-huh. listen, no one does and no one's going to. Uh-huh. The reason that you're going to change is much deeper than just your willpower at any given moment, right? Yeah. So you're making a choice, okay? It's not about just willpower. Oh, some people want it more than others. Like, you're making a choice right now. So what I'm right. hearing is, you know you chose to have those alcoholic beverages during the week
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and not cut any out, right? It's like, so if I'm understanding correctly, you chose this. And they were like, like yeah, I guess. And they have to own it. It's accountability to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's okay. If you're not ready for that change, no problem. It's not about willpower. Right. Is there something you can? Yeah. And again, some people are not quite ready for it. Yeah. But things to... Things to ask clients about that is like, what do you notice about your habitual thoughts and behaviors? So like, when do you snack or when do you drink? Is it just a nightly routine? If you didn't have it in the house, would you still have it? Um, Are some of these things, uh, you know, when you're stressed out more, right? And then it's, okay, how can you notice that in the moment when you're stressed that you wanna grab alcohol? Can you be aware of that and choose something else? Like, you know what? I'm just going to go for a walk. And if I still want that, when I think about it, clear my head and get home, if I still want it, I'll have it. Mm -hmm. Maybe they go for a five or 10 minute walk and realize like, okay, I just needed some air. I just needed some time. Usually I use alcohol as just, it's giving me time, time away. And that walk helped. For example, obviously that's not the answer to all, but what do they notice about those habits? Um, What do they notice about their triggers? And so it's like, why do you, why do you always go to pizza instead of vegetables?
0: Well, first of all, pizza's I got mushrooms a million times mushrooms and green peppers on my pizza. So I'm offended. Yeah. Amazing. Cause I eat veggie pizza. So you can shut
2: up right now. Yeah. It's a good thing you don't put meat on it. I watched game changers on Netflix. <laughs> 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 I was waiting for that to come out. Pepperoni's from the oh, devil, no. man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Pepperoni gives you cancer, dude. And if you want to kill the plant. And dairy, it's a double whammy. And you want to kill them, yeah Yeah. Pizza is a killer. Yeah, you ever look? it has everything that people hate right and then if you're a carnivore I put broccoli on it and then they freak <sighs> out so like Dragon. I was happy once it was yeah. or they were like I was already mad once you had it on dough mm-hmm. I just wanted the cheese and pepperoni <laughs> yeah. and then you threw some green peppers well it's cause it's
1: cause we have flat teeth so that would be like we can wear a herbivore because we can only eat like broccoli and like, stuff. You these I will <laughs> no. I listened to the podcast with Chris Grasser. There we go. And did you, he know, just, like, did you know? like did you know three eggs
0: are the equivalent to smoking one cigarette? What? Yeah,
1: I thought it was one egg was
0: a pound. Yeah, that was from that was from one what of the hell? That was from one of, yeah one of what my other favorite health? documentaries. What the hell? That's okay. a good one.
1: But okay, if anyone says like we can only eat vegetables, I will. I could bite your finger off with my fang teeth for sure. So if anyone ever
0: said that, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Watch me eat a steak? Tile, tile come up to your face, whisper you in your ear and go, put your finger in my mouth. No, I'm going to go, I'm going to
1: go, I'm going to go, I'm going to you. No. No, Mike Tyson. (laughs) I'm going to Mike Tyson you. (laughs) You're going to be a (laughs) Vanderhoof. Bite my ear. (laughs) Um, Jake, try your best to wrap up your point if you have one. (laughs) (laughs) If you Do you even have a point here, I'm man? Amazing interviewer. I just mean like, how, um, wh- like, what would you want like every every person to know? Is there, well, like, I know it's very very contextual, so you're basically say.
0: saying that anyone who counts calories shouldn't vote. Uh, yeah, they should have no rights
2: whatsoever. Okay. Oh, wow, awesome.
0: I didn't know it was that okay. Wow, okay.
2: There's so many other processes behind why people choose what they're doing and it in anything in life and it also includes nutrition uh you know traumas persist long after real threats have ended people use it as a coping mechanism as a safety um it's always you know there when they need it it's easy it just costs a bit of money it doesn't have emotion it makes you happy food does for those people and just by giving them a number to hit or an idea macronutrients it's not teaching them anything about food they're not eating they're not eating numbers and macronutrients these clients to them they're eating food and when we take the ideas away from that and put it into numbers and macronutrients there's not going to be a sustainable habit for them there that is healthy
1: and shies away from disordered eating love it Dude, I love it. There's a the last point I wanted to like bring up. I think it goes to say like that empathy goes a long way as well. So people will ask me, because they look at me and they're like, dog, oh, you're so fit. Like, must be so easy for you. And I go, No. What are you talking about? I would love you know how many times I've chosen broccoli over chocolate cake? And I'm like, you have to like, not saying that you have to sacrifice and all that stuff, but it's it's nothing. it wasn't easy. And then it must come so easy for you, like genetics and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, you're diminishing my accomplishments. Yep. But second of all, like, agree with them and go. No, I love chocolate too. It's hard for me to stop eating Halloween candy. And They go, human. No, but you have like abs. And I'm like, yeah, I don't do it every day. I and I try not to. I'm I'm trying to be aware of my all of the things you just said. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I eating? What am I eating this for? Do I need this? Um, you know, it getting keto. Yeah. Well, like, Wait, it's people that. Um, like I like to explain what a calorie is to people and then to get them to be like, you have the, because hunger is like that unpleasant feeling and they have to go, I have to eat. My body needs something. And I go, whoa, whoa no, it really doesn't. You're hungry because your stomach has no food in it. And your stomach is like, we like to be full because if we're, you know, if we're going to be starved for the next month, cause we don't get our next meal, we want to be prepared. So you have to go, what did I eat today? I ate yesterday too, like, oh, I actually had a huge breakfast. It was probably 1,000 calories, and it's 2 in the afternoon now. Like, you have the calories, and when those, let's say the calories from that food ran out, you have fat stores because you're not 0% body fat. So it's like a, you know, I try to be empathetic, and then I try to realize, like, calories are, like, you have energy. It's going to be okay. So getting okay with that, that's yeah. like my first, one of my first things I go, be okay with being hungry.
2: Yeah. And, My and, first
1: step. And what does that
2: actually feel like, right? So some people yeah. are just like, I could eat equals I'm hungry. Yeah. It's like, no, like actual, like your stomach might be rumbling a little bit. Like you you maybe have something to drink. It's not satisfied yet. Like you give it some time. Yeah. Because cause you could eat, you know, within an hour or two of eating a meal. doesn't mean that you're hungry. So a lot of people just think about it and it's like, oh, something's here. Yeah, I could fit it in. Sure. And they're not actually hungry. We talked a lot about what not to do as far as counting calories and stuff, but I just had a small list uh, of normal eating behaviors that I've found that I just want to rhyme off quick. So eating when you're physically hungry is one. It's normal eating behavior. You may or may not eat when you're craving something. So you choose to indulge in that thing or not. That's normal. Choosing foods that will actually satisfy you. Staying connected to your physical cues like hunger, or that you are satiated after a meal. Eating with awareness, stop eating when you're satisfied, enjoying food, but not seeking emotional solace from it. You can enjoy, you can have fun things. Are you gonna have a lot of it every day? Depends on what your goals are, right? Depends on what your identity and your values are behind yourself and your own body, and not using Language like good or bad foods or I should have done this. It's okay. You made a choice Are you recognizing now that maybe it wasn't the best one for your goals? Okay, and how can you be aware of that and choose differently next time all of those are normal eating behaviors? Yeah, right So those are things that you'd want to you know play back write those things down do for yourself do for clients if you're a coach recognize those things in people those are normal Right, We're all going to get cravings, and sometimes we're going to satisfy them. It's okay. We shouldn't be looking at numbers only to hit, and that's going to dictate whether we have things that are going to bring us more pleasure. Food should be pleasurable and not just number-based.
1: Yeah. And if you're trying to gain weight, do the opposite of what we're saying right now. That's, sure. that's yeah. all sure you should go without saying. Okay. So then get just... comfortable being very full all the time, right?
2: So it's yeah. all results-based. Exactly.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, Should we wrap that up? Because we have... What are you doing? Don't worry about
1: it. Twas grace that died. <laughs> My, My heart. heart... Wait, we're not on. Nope. And grace... Relieved. Relieved. How, How precious, precious did that, that
0: grace, grace appear. Yeah. Wow, you can tell you've never been to church, eh? I had to carry that whole thing, dude. You had no idea that tempo. I can't carry a tune. Anyway. Jeez, no, I can't sing. But like, come on, you've never sang Amazing Grace. This is you didn't weird. Even know where the words? This were. is
1: weird. That's not going to be the end. I was hoping for it to trail off. Yeah, no, this isn't the end, everybody. Jake uh, we
0: have a juicy, 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 juicy announcement to make. Oh boy, it's the big one. I'm is ready. It? Yeah, it's I'm a ready. big one. It's a big one. Uh, Motor Strength Health Club would like to announce their first sponsored athlete. Wow, standing ovation. That's, That's be incredible. So loud.
1: I'm sorry, everybody. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> sorry about your earbuds.
0: Sorry about your earbuds. <laughs> NSFW. Uh, but yeah, so Jacob Saunders is going to be the first sponsored athlete of Motor Strength Health Club. Uh, we believe in Jake in general. Um, I mean, we don't like most parts about him, but we do believe in him. (laughs) I believe in you. (laughs) We believe in him. Jesus. (laughs) 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 No, Jake's a great guy. We believe in his coaching practice, philosophies, values, as well as his hard work as an athlete. And uh, we would love to uh, partner him along, you know, big year in 2020. So, which he's anticipating.
2: It's going to be pretty incredible. Yeah.
0: So we've uh, put together a little bit of an agreement to uh yeah for 2020 to see what what we can do a little bit of uh little bit uh you scratch my back I scratch yours dude get ready to see the motor strength health logo yeah, it's gonna on be good. podiums
1: around ontario no 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 around the, wor- around the world
0: jake's sure. going global jake's yeah. going global it will in the next few yeah. years yeah yeah That's so uh boy. we uh we aren't we aren't paying for your plane trips yet but uh 2021 2021 <laughs> Let's see how 2020 goes first. You know.
1: Follow Jake at modus Strength Elite Athlete, sponsored <laughs> athlete <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on Instagram. But yeah, and- uh,
0: well, anyone who hasn't heard the first episode with you on the first episode that you were on, mm-hmm. I guess you should explain to everybody what kind of athlete you are, because right now they probably assume you're a professional dart thrower. So <laughs> a dart smoker. Dart thrower. <laughs> <A> dart smoker. <laughs> a dart smoker, dude.
2: <laughs> Yeah, so I'm a duathlete. So think of triathlon without the swimming. They just put another shorter run at the beginning of that. So that is what I do. I've been doing that for two years now. Uh, First year competing, was able to uh, qualify for the world championship. Uh, And then this past year, I was able to get my first win, uh, overall win in duathlon, not just age group. uh, And followed that up with three more of those. Uh, And most recently was nominated by peers as Ontario's duathlete of the year which was...
0: Another hand. Another hand for Jake.
2: I, I remember that morning. There was a lot going on that morning in uh, in other in other more sad news. And then I just opened up my email and saw this and had personal messages from people congratulating me. And I just remember crying at the gym because peer nominated is the highest honor. People recognizing that you've put hard work, effort in what it means to you. And uh, to be able to do that again, second year competing, that was the highest honor i have ever received other than pope status (laughs) Uh, (laughs) love it that was uh that was that was a crazy day that's cool dude so excited to bring this uh mutually beneficial relationship here with uh we're gonna get we're gonna get jake
0: swagged out in some cool modus apparel uh a lot of it exclusive to him Please don't uh, call our s- apparel swag, Jake, please. Don't do it in public. Yeah, don't do it in public. Or, or if it's recorded. So, yeah, you can remove that word. Uh, or else we will uh, <laughs> terminate this relationship. I'll cut you. Oh, wow. my goodness.
2: He's actually got a knife right now. Wow. I was working. I was doing <laughs> yeah, deliveries. <laughs> that's what they all say,
0: dude. Oh, it sounds weird. just came too. from a job Massage therapist. yeah. <laughs> yeah, massage service. Of course I have a knife.
1: Mo- Moonland is an appliance delivery man. It's
0: kind of weird. But it's cool, but yeah, cutting so up that scar tissue. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's the only way to do it. The only way, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're uh, pretty excited to have Jake on board. Um, hopefully, uh, yeah, Jake will be contributing to our some articles on the website as well. So, I'm excited for that. Oh, actually, we should tease your... Get that! I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's background, it's background. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you, I can't take you anywhere. Teasing the blog post, right? That's it. So Jake has a blog post coming on going even further in depth on uh, the whole conversation around counting calories, what we talked about today. Um, so do we have a date for when that's going to drop? December. Okay, cool. Next it'll, month. Okay, cool. We'll let you guys know on the socials. It'll be, it'll be uh, coming in hot. Uh, you'll be listening to this. Probably on Tuesday, if it's after Tuesday. It's already gonna be December. Yeah, late. late. Um, so yeah, I guess. <laughs> but this will be out Tuesday, this podcast, and then stay tuned for Jake's blog post. Um, that's gonna be a good one. Been in the works for a little while now, so. Um, but yeah, we're excited for 2020. your? do you know when your next race is?
2: The first duathlon next year is likely June 7th in Milton. That is the first big thing next year.
0: Cool. Um, if it's on a Sunday, we can't be there because Ty's at church. But um, yeah. <laughs> maybe but yeah. maybe what
2: we'll do so uh, you guys can be a part of it is we'll do like an Instagram takeover or something. Yeah. I mean, put up stories of like what a race day, what race day looks like for your yes. sponsored Dude, athlete. Yes, yes. Yes. So like right from waking up, what I would do at home, how I'm feeling.
0: Excuse me. I have a question. Yeah. Also, once, yes, once you start running, give me your account. I don't know what I oh, can do. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But I'll create content while you're running. There you go. I don't know how. I'll run with you. No, that's not going to happen. You get the bike but, out. Uh, <laughs> I'll get in a car. Yeah. You, can, get drive, to... you can drive beside me biking. Yeah. Okay. We'll do something cool. It's open roads. We'll do something that's cool. Sweet. And then I'll meet you at the finish line. All right. With a beer and champagne. I was just about to say champagne. No, no carbonation? Or you're not a beer guy? Gatorade replenish the electrolytes. Beer, beer makes it's me feel as jack.
2: about allergic as peanuts. Oh, really? So yeah. Oh, jeez. Something in it. I don't know if it's like hops or what, but That's I unfortunate. So, got that toaster.
0: So much for being
1: elite. You can't even handle beer. Yeah, dude, you're elite and oh.
0: peanuts and beer can kill you? Your genetics are inferior. If you were born 100 years Absolutely ago, you inferior. wouldn't be here, You guys sir? want a race? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do
1: you want to fight? <laughs> okay, so if that's your offer. I
2: mean,
0: I guess we gotta catch you first. I would get
1: winded. I'm just hoping to hit hit Jake with a knockout punch,
2: or I'm screwed. That's that's uh, podcast sixty nine. We drink and we fight.
1: Ooh, is that real? That's weird? gonna be the first televi- televised, recorded
2: Instagram video TV. Recorded. That's yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, let's do it. During. All right, guys. Um, we want to get listening. you on some IGTV. Speaking of though, but we'll chat about that more. We'll so, get it happening. Yeah, stay tuned for just more content with Jake because he's crushing it. And he knows some stuff about stuff.
2: And huge thanks to you guys. My <laughs> like, first my first sponsorship of 2020 officially announced. Nice. Boom. Yes. So, right now. It. It's going to be Dude, the I'm best excited. year.
0: I'm excited. Yeah, just wait. Dude, Milton, June, go watch Jake. We're going to be there. You're going to be there. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ghani's going to be there The Pope's going to be there Barack Obama's going to be there My mom definitely uh, will Trump not is, be there Trump oh, is Skyping that's... in while wow, that got dark And then uh, <laughs> Tyler's dad will be there probably uh, yep. My mom will be there um, And uh, I'm going to bring my girlfriend's dog So we're just going to bring a whole group of whoever's free Wolf. Wolf Wolf Jay Thanks for coming
1: Leave him with something inspirational while I cl- While I click off Something inspirational?
2: Leave him with something. Alright. Yeah, let's uh inspirational song. Probably uh you know what? I've got something here for you guys. Inspirational song right here.